Hello and welcome to the Unreported World podcast with me, Krishnan Guru Murthy. This week, Marcel Theroux is in the Ukraine, where billions have been invested in infrastructure to support the European football championships. However, what most of the football-following visitors won't know is that thousands of young people live underground, in dangerous conditions beneath Ukraine's cities. Since the breakup of the Soviet Union, years of economic hardship have hurt Ukraine. The result has been a lost generation of teenagers who have run away from broken families, alcoholism and abuse. There are few accurate figures for the number of street children in Ukraine, but UNICEF estimates there could be as many as 100,000. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, it's so... I was being led through a pitch-black basement under the streets of Kiev, Ukraine's capital. Come on, what's the matter? Are you afraid? My guides were a group of street children who were allowing us in to their twilight world. They'd hidden away at the end of a warren of corridors. Mounds of rubbish showed that they'd been living here for years. They'd been sniffing glue, and the effects were starting to become obvious. <laughs> the main thing is that this place absolutely reeks of glue. It's about five minutes of squeezing through tight spaces to get out, so I really don't want to hang around in here. Shut up. What's up? That place is a vision of hell. It was the start of an extraordinary journey into the secret world of Ukraine's street children, a hidden population who number in the tens of thousands. <laughs> Outside, the temperature was dipping below minus 20. The cold was deadly. We entered another basement. So we have to be very quiet. The guy, one of the guys who lives here, tells me he's worried they'll get driven away if people know they're living here. Underneath the city's Soviet apartment buildings, hot water pipes were keeping the street children alive. We've come about 150 yards underground, just winding through this basement. It's a labyrinth, but the main thing is, it's very warm in here. <coughs> I discovered 13 young people had set up home together here. <coughs> How long have you been on the streets? Two weeks. Okay, two two weeks. Meses. A month. Seven years. And you? Since I was ten. No, On the street for twenty-one years. Since the breakup of the Soviet Union, years of economic hardship have hurt Ukraine. This was the result: a room full of young runaways with stories of broken families, alcoholism, and abuse. They were proud of their resourcefulness, 
They tapped into the building's power supply and ate soup and noodles that they cooked on an electric ring. This is hot water. 16-year-old Slavic showed me round their home. This is a sort of shower. This is our laundry. Who does it? I do mine, and the other guys do theirs. Toilet? Toilet? There's a toilet. I'll show you. The toilet was the dirt floor of the room next door. Slavic told me he'd run away from his alcoholic mother. She was like a nightmare. When I was little, no one cared about me. Why does your mum drink? She's got nothing to do. She doesn't work, she just drinks. Vodka is probably more important to her than I am, so let her keep drinking. That's why I left home. I wanted to find something better. Do you drink? Sometimes, but I don't want to. I've seen what it leads to. Vodka, very rarely. I just don't want to. His 15-year-old girlfriend, Arti, was the newest member of the group. She said she'd run away from her family two weeks earlier. I got tired of living with them because they would shout and curse at me all the time. That's why I left. But you still feel sad that you left? Of course. What do you miss? My little sisters. Are you happy here for now? Is it, are you finding some kind of family here? with these new friends. I'm an outsider, but they've accepted me as family. They treat me like a sister. I feel better with them than with my own mother. The leader of the group was Vanya, a 29-year-old ex-prisoner. He said he couldn't work because he had no identity papers. They'd been stolen and he couldn't afford the bribes to get new ones. Ukraine's bureaucracy is notoriously corrupt. This is my life on the streets. This is what I grew up with. I'm not frightened of it. I live in spite of the government. I might be invisible, but I exist. His second in command was 26-year-old Vova. Vova had been stabbed but he couldn't afford a doctor. Medical treatment is meant to be free, but hospitals routinely demand payment. He does not have any identity papers. Nobody will accept him there. I have no money. When I got to the hospital, they said to me goodbye. No money, no medicine. That's how it is. Then disaster struck. There was a power cut, and one of the water pipes burst. I don't know if they know how serious this is. The residents are going to be pretty clean. If the whole water to the whole building. Down. 
I'm getting out of here because the place is flooding with hot water. And if someone turns up to fix it, well, there's going to be lots and lots of awkward questions about why there's so many people living in the basement and what we're doing here. The street children lived in a world that seemed to bear no relation to the image that Kiev projects to tourists, with its luxury shops and the imminent European football championships. I just heard that the guys in the basement got kicked out today. The burst pipe turned into a flood. They had to call an emergency plumber. The plumber called the police and at 10 o'clock this morning they got kicked out. So I'm going to try to find out where they're going to have to live now. I met Slavik and Artie at the Metro. The group was in disarray. They'd lost their home, one was drunk. Where are you going to sleep tonight? At a new hideout. If we can move to a new place, we will. If not, we'll sleep at the station. Kiev's central station is a focal point for the city's homeless. They sleep in the waiting rooms and beg outside. Twice a day, there are food handouts in an alley behind the station. I met Clara and Dima in the queue. They're going to show us where they live. Dima was only 14. His girlfriend Clara was four years older. They were living on a set of pipes that carried hot water to nearby apartment blocks. How many people are living here? Four people. I don't know if I can... Uh, well, I'm going to try and wiggle into that place. Oh, my goodness! This is a well-known stopover place for the city's street children. Some young people stay for just one night en route to somewhere else. But Dima and Clara were making their life here. This is too hot to sleep on. So uh, the people who sleep down here sleep on these ledges along the side where the heat from the pipe is warm enough to keep them toasty but won't actually cook them. Clara told me she'd got pregnant from a previous partner, but social services had taken the baby. He was six months old when they took him from me. Why did they take him from you? I didn't have any identity papers. I went begging with him. Dima, how did you end up here? He came with me. It was love? Yes. Are you looking after each other? Yes. She cleans my trousers. I do his washing and feed him. I'm his wife. I'm his wife, she says. <laughs> <laughs> Kiev has shelters for homeless children, but many don't want to use them. I met 17-year-old Siryozha outside a church where he'd been begging. I asked him why he didn't use the shelters. He said he felt trapped in them. He agreed to show me where he lived. He's showing how he gets through. 
Вот тако. Head first, through here. Да, 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 вот тако. Тако аккуратно. Да. Oh my goodness. Сирьожа shared his basement with two other young homeless people. Еда там? Да, еда. Находим. This is the food. We find it. I'm the one who finds it. We find it. Where? Leftovers. It's just scraps of food that they've found. It's very, very dank and stuffy and it's hard to breathe, but one of the notable things is just how many tubes of glue there are lying around. Why do you do it? Hallucinations and stuff. Uh, they told me that three of those tubes is enough to keep them high for a whole day. I imagine that's quite a big dose. I sleep here and those two sleep there. What kind of a life is this? A bad one. You think so? Why do you live like that? I don't know. Circumstances led me here. They said the glue they sniff takes away feelings of cold and hunger. But it also causes brain damage. Does she understand this is very bad? Of course I do. Why do you do it? She wants to stop. I can't give up sniffing glue with them around. It's hard to know what to say. This is just a very profoundly depressing place. No one could tell me how many street children there are in Ukraine. As I discovered, they live hidden lives. UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund, has estimated that there could be as many as 100,000. That number is an embarrassment to the Ukrainian government, which in June will host the European Championships as part of its efforts to project a modern European image. This is the rebuilt Olimpijski Stadium where the final will be held. It cost $600 million to do up, and it's got 70,000 seats. If UNICEF is right, that's not enough for all the country's street children. I caught up with Slavik and Arti the following day. They joined a political protest. But it wasn't quite what it seemed. Someone's hired them to be a renter crowd. What kind of protest is this? The most important thing is the money. Who to support doesn't matter. And how much is it per hour? 
Apparently, it's 20 gruner per hour. Is that good? It's okay. They would each take away about three pounds for two hours' work. Jobs for the people. Sometimes it's easy to forget that they're street children. You forget that they're wearing every stitch of clothing they own to stay warm in this freezing weather and that they're here to make a couple of quid standing about in the freezing cold. They're not what they seem. One moment they just seem like regular kids hanging out, larking about, being light-hearted. And I have to remind myself that the circumstances they were born in, the choices they've made, I mean, the options ahead of them are really, really bleak. The awful living conditions, the fact that many street children inject drugs or sell sex, means they face serious health risks, including syphilis, hepatitis, and HIV AIDS. In some Ukrainian cities, close to 20% of street children tested were HIV positive. That night, I went round to visit Slavic and Arti in their new basement. Their leader, Vanya, met us outside. Vanya, good evening. He was anxious for his new neighbours not to see us. He didn't want to lose this basement as well. In a short time, they'd managed to make the place seem welcoming. Arti was there, but there was no sign of Slavic and there were newcomers to the basement. Vanya had adopted a litter of puppies. <laughs> They're street dogs? <laughs> no, they won't be on the streets. We'll find homes for them, my children. I was happy that the group was safe, but I told Vanya I thought they'd all be better off above ground. You have a quite a lot of responsibility because you're the leader of this group and they look up to you, especially the younger people in the group. Don't you think you should encourage Slavic to go to some sort of school? People should get back in touch with their families, f trying to find a place back in, in the world. Many of them don't have families. They don't have anywhere to go. Look at him over there. His mother and father are dead. His stepfather took away the house where his mother died. Where is he going to go? What is he supposed to do? What does the government do? Nothing. He lives on the street. The spiral of street life is hard to escape, but some do make it out. An hour outside Kiev, I went to meet Oksana, who was raised in a state orphanage. After she left it, she lived on the streets and began to drink heavily. I'd get drunk, fall asleep, wake up, get drunk, fall asleep, wake up. 17 years went by like that. I felt like dying. Oksana fell pregnant and her daughter was taken away. Then she got pregnant again. The situation was that I had no identity papers. I had nowhere to live and I was in danger of losing my child. Somehow, Oksana found the strength to stop drinking. She kept her baby 
and was eventually reunited with her eldest child. I just want to say I'm so happy things worked out for you. <laughs> me too. I can't imagine what would have happened to me if my mum had not found me. Do you remember when you saw your mum for the first time? I went into the office where my mum was waiting for me. I didn't recognise her at first. She looked so beautiful. Suddenly, she turned to me and I saw her crying. I realised it straight away it was her. It's painful to remember it. It hurts. With help from one of the many charities in Ukraine, Oksana was able to become sober and give her daughters the family life she never had. But if she hadn't had help, her children might have ended up on the street themselves. The street children I'd met found it difficult to rely on anyone. That night, we got the news that Slavic's group had had a falling out with their leader, Vanya. These street kids live in a different place every day. Friendships change. So much of their basic life changes from day to day. It's impossible to see how they're ever going to think beyond tomorrow or the day after. We found them in an abandoned house in the city centre. Be careful, it's broken glass. I felt like I was witnessing a side of Ukraine that the football fans would never know about. A generation of children who had got lost on the journey from the country's Soviet past to its European future. Stop, have you been drinking? I'm just supporting the group. But you told me that you didn't drink vodka because of the harm it did in your family. Do you see a pattern here of, of running away, arguing, moving out, getting drunk? Does that remind you of anything? It reminds me of my house. I don't know. On one hand, I want to go home. On the other, I don't. It reminds me of a lot of things. They say a child takes after its mother. I'm my mother's son. I can't change myself. You can change yourself. You just need to want to change. You can change anything in your life if you want to. But if you don't want to change, you'll end up nowhere. You need help to change your life. I've never seen anyone who is able to change without support. It's impossible. I left Slavic and Arti in their derelict house. I wondered whether Slavic would find the strength to ask for the help he needed, or if he and Arti would continue to drift through the city's underworld with the other lost children. Our thanks to Marcel Theroux. If you'd like to find out more about the series, go to the website channel4.com slash unreportedworld. And you can also join us on Twitter at unreportedworld. Till next week, from me, Krishnan Gurumurthy, goodbye. <laughs>